KPCH News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines, home prices dropped for a second month in a row in June, falling to their lowest level since December 2020. Retired RTHK DJ Ray Cadero is among a record 889 people awarded with honors in Hong Kong. Uncle Ray is to be given the Silver Bohemia Star. And Russia has said it will withdraw from the International Space Station after 2024, ending two decades of cooperation with the United States and other countries. Home prices dropped for the second month in a row in June, falling to their lowest level since December 2020. The latest government data shows private flats cost 1.1% less last month than they did in May. Compared to June last year, meanwhile, home prices were down 3.4%. Rent, however, snapped an eight-month downward trend and rose almost three-quarters of a percent month on month. Retired RTHK DJ Ray Cadero is among a record 889 people awarded with honors by Hong Kong's former leader, Carrie Lam. Uncle Ray is to be given the Silver Bohemia Star for promoting local pop music and providing entertainment to the community in a career spanning 70 years. He said he was happy to receive an award for his long service. Well, kind of proud for RTHK because, you know, Nothing ever, ever, ever happened that that end. So you can just 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 go to do your best and, and and hope hope for the best. Tokyo Olympic medal winning athletes also received the Silver Bohemia, while Chief Executive John Lee was among seven people awarded the Grand Bohemia Medal. The government revised its honors list a couple of hours before it was made public, striking one person off the list, namely the former chief executive of China Everbright, Chen Shuang, who was under a graft investigation on the mainland. The probe into suspected disciplinary violations was announced yesterday afternoon. Speaking on a radio program this morning, the Secretary for Financial Services and the Treasury, Christopher Hoy, said the recipients were decided based on their contributions to Hong Kong and their professional connections to Hong Kong's development. He stressed that the government had adhered to established procedures in selecting suitable candidates. Health authorities reported 3,975 local COVID cases and 301 imported infections yesterday. Another 175 people suffering from the virus were admitted to hospital, raising the total currently receiving care to 1,425. Six more patients aged between 84 and 97 have died. Officials noted a rise in the number of coronavirus patients dying at home. Dr. Gladys Kwan, a chief manager at the hospital authority, urged the elderly to get vaccinated and to be more aware of their own health. We urge them not to overlook their symptoms because most of the time they are asymptomatic or they think their condition is quite stable. But their situation or their condition can deteriorate quite rapidly. We have various channels for these patients to seek help. Apart from what we already have the telephone hotline, we also will ask our colleagues to identify those patients who are at risk and we will contact them proactively. Meanwhile, the government announced that social distancing measures will be extended for at least two more weeks until August the 10th. The measures include the enforcement of the vaccine pass by restaurants and specified premises, as well as mask wearing for people on public transport and in public places. 
An assistant director of environmental protection, Kenneth Leung, says the government plans to test hydrogen buses on two routes before the end of the next year. He said the administration hopes to compare the performance of buses powered by hydrogen, electricity and diesel. The official told an RTHK program that after collecting the data, the government will aim for all vehicles to be emission-free before 2050. Mr. Lerng said a timetable for commercial vehicles to make the switch would be released around 2025. The Philippine President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. has ordered relief teams to the northern province of Abra, where a powerful earthquake has damaged buildings and triggered landslides. A spokeswoman for the recently sworn-in leader said he'd visit the affected area. The BBC's Will ne- excuse me, the BBC's Will Leonardo reports. The 7.1 magnitude earthquake struck the northern Philippine island of Luzon after 8 in the morning, causing extensive damage. A hospital has been evacuated after it partially collapsed. There were reports of large cracks appearing in buildings and roads. There's little word yet on casualties. Local officials have spoken of repeated aftershocks and said they were trying to reach residents. The shallow quake was also felt strongly 300 kilometres to the south in the Philippine capital, Manila. Workers, including at the country's Senate building, were seen evacuating their offices. The city's metro was stopped during rush hour for safety. Russia says it will withdraw from the International Space Station after 2024, ending two decades of cooperation with the United States and other countries. The U.S. State Department said it was surprised by the announcement and described the decision as unfortunate. In a video released by the Kremlin, Yuri Borisov, the new head of Russia's space agency Roscosmos, said the decision was taken for technical reasons related to the condition of Russia's segment of the ISS. As you know, we operate in international cooperation at the International Space Station. Without a doubt, we will fulfill all our obligations to our partners, but the decision to withdraw from the station after 2024 has been taken. I think by this time, we will start to form a Russian orbital station. NASA astronaut Leroy Chow spent seven months on the ISS as mission commander. He says if Russia withdraws, the International Space Station will be unable to continue operating. The way the ISS was put together, more out of necessity than anything else, uh, based on what the Russians had to offer and what we had to offer, is that uh, the two control centers, the two segments, must operate together. Otherwise, the station can't stay up there for very long. Uh, There are a lot of technical reasons for that, but basically it would lose attitude control. Uh, And so if Russia does pull out, if they do make good on that threat, then the program basically would end. It makes me sad because, uh, you know, the ISS through all these years until very recently was kind of the shining beacon of international cooperation of former Cold War and World War II adversaries and enemies coming together to build this uh, station, which frankly came to went together much more much with less problems than those of us in the business anticipated and has been much more successful than i think most of us had anticipated donald trump has returned to the u.s capitol for the first time since he left washington under a cloud the former president gave a speech to a right-wing think tank amid speculation that he could soon declare his intention to run again for the white house and he returned to one of the themes which helped him in his 2016 victory the u.s mexico border To secure our country, we have to secure our borders. And there's never been anything like what's taking place at our border. Our open borders are a 
gaping wound allowing drugs, gangs, child traffickers, human smugglers, and tens of thousands of dangerous criminals to pour into our country. That's every week. A senior official in the government of the Hungarian Prime Minister, Viktor Orban, has resigned, comparing Orban's recent comments on race to the Nazi era. Zsuzsa Hegedus said she had no choice but to step down. With more details, here's BBC's Nick Thorpe in Budapest. A fierce critic of immigration into Europe, Mr Orban has spoken of race before. But this time he went further in scripted remarks, contrasting what he called the mixed-race world of Western Europe with Hungarians, who he said mix only with other Europeans. The resignation of Zsuzsa Hegedus, a prominent sociologist and personal friend who's stood by him for 20 years, is a painful and public blow to a prime minister who maintains unquestioning loyalty in his party. In a written response, Viktor Orban categorically denied that his remarks were racist. The UN Secretary General's office has said any attacks on peacekeepers may constitute a war crime after two UN bases were assaulted in the Eastern Democratic Republic of Congo. A spokesman said Antonio Guterres had called on the Congolese authorities to investigate the incidents in which three UN personnel and a dozen locals were killed. Kasim Diagni is the deputy head of the UN mission in the country. We are in an environment where there's a lot of manipulation, disinformation against our troops, against our personnel. We have made it clear to the government that we will need to look into it seriously because we are talking about civilian death, but also death from our peacekeepers, which is punishable under international law and may constitute a war crime. There's frustration in Congo at the failure at one of the world's largest UN peacekeeping missions to halt decades of violence by armed groups. A British company is developing a machine that wipes the ink off printed office paper, allowing each sheet to be used ten times. It's unclear whether the invention will be commercially viable. Here's the BBC's Roger Harabin. Making paper takes lots of energy, and the pulp and paper industry is a huge emitter of greenhouse gases. So welcome to the D-Printer, a machine that allows you to reuse a sheet of A4 ten times over. The secret is in a special ultra-thin coating that's applied to the paper to stop the ink sinking in. To return the sheet to pristine white, you zap it with a high-powered laser and vaporise the ink, which can be trapped and used again. It's said to use a fraction of the energy taken to make new paper. The International Monetary Fund has warned that the world could be teetering on the brink of, a, of the worst recession for half a century if the effect of the Ukraine war and high inflation go unchecked. In its latest global outlook, the IMF forecasts that growth will slow to 3.2% this year, falling to 2.9% next year. Its chief economist, Pierre-Olivier Gorinchal, said there were many areas at risk. First, the war in Ukraine could lead to a sudden stop of European gas flows from Russia. Second, inflation could remain stubbornly high if labor markets remain overly tight, inflation expectations de-anchor, or disinflation proves more costly than expected. Third, tighter global financial conditions could induce a surge in debt distress in emerging market and developing economies. 
A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 20,615. That's 298 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $45 billion. In currency, the U.S. dollar will buy you 136.92 yen. The euro stands at one U.S. dollar and one cent. And the pound is worth nine Hong Kong dollars and 45 cents. And now look at sports. Hosts England have marched into the final at the Women's European Championships. Kirby shoots from distance, Lindor makes the save, but she doesn't get enough on it! And England are going to Wembley! England are through to their third major final in their history! That was Fran Kirby scoring England's fourth goal in a 4-0 thrashing of Sweden. The hosts will face Germany or France in the final at Wembley. Beth Mead, Lucy Bronze and Alicia Russo were also on target. Russo's goal was scored with a back heel. All I can remember is that I, I missed the sitter at first and I thought I've got to do something about this so just got it back in the net as quickly as I could. Um, but yeah, it was great and most importantly we're headed to the final and that's so exciting and we can't wait. With more on England reaching the final, here's the BBC's Dan Rowan. So England dismantling one of the best teams in the world and quite simply if they produce a performance like that at Wembley on Sunday against either France or Germany then they will be crowned I think European champions for the first time. It was, of course, a sellout here at Bramall Lane, but that was a performance that will have been watched by several million fans around the country as well. Their imagination captured, no doubt, by a performance of quite unforgettable conviction. And the power, of course, of that performance is it can change attitudes and perceptions as well. Christian Ronaldo has arrived back at Manchester United's training ground to speak with the club about his future at Old Trafford. More from the BBC's Andy Barwell. Cristiano Ronaldo has been pictured with his agent arriving at Manchester United's Carrington training ground. A couple of days prior to Ronaldo's scheduled return, it emerged that he wanted to leave the club. Well, new team boss Eric Ten Hag took United's training today. The club's new chief executive, Richard Arnold, was also at the Carrington complex. So too was Sir Alex Ferguson, such a key figure during Ronaldo's first spell with United. Hong Kong's football team are hoping to wrap up their campaign of the Men's East Asian Cup on a brighter note. Following back-to-back -back defeats to hosts Japan and South Korea, the SAR have yet to score a goal ahead of their meeting with China this afternoon. The mainland side are coming off a goalless draw against Japan. The title will be decided tonight when Japan plays South Korea in the tournament final. With the Commonwealth Games set to open on Thursday, the, the diver Jack Laffer and the weightlifter Emily Campbell will have been named as the flag bearers for Team England at the opening ceremony in Birmingham. Campbell became the first woman to win an Olympic weightlifting medal for Team GB when she took silver at Tokyo in 2020. Laffer has five Commonwealth gold medals along with an Olympic gold from the Rio Games in 2016. I'm just super excited to represent my country. You know, I've, I've been so proud to uh, have achieved what I've achieved for Team England and Team GB and to carry that English flag out is, is going to be massive. Can't wait. And the weather, sunny and very hot. Maximum temperature around 35 degrees. The temperature right now is 33 degrees Celsius and the relative humidity is at 60%. 60 the very hot weather warning is in effect. And that's the news from RTHK. Thanks, Andrew. And a very good afternoon to you. Uh, this is James Ross, 
as Phil mentioned before the news, here today for the 123 show. And for Morning Brew tomorrow, Thursday and Friday. Have a great long weekend, Phil. Halliwell from 2001 and it's raining men it may be raining men but I think we probably want some water don't we just walking up broadcast drive 
Uh, here in Kowloon Tong, the sun is just coming down. Uh, very hot weather warning in full effect uh, at the moment. 33 degrees as we speak. Well, Noreen has a day off today, so I'm here. Uh, James Ross, that is, with you on the 123 show through until 3 o'clock. We'll have plenty of great music as normal. And if you're looking for something to do over the summer, then at 1.30 I'll be joined by the executive director of Ocean Parks Water World, uh, Brian Fish. Uh, we'll hear a bit more about some of the rides and what the park has to offer. And we'll find out what goes on behind the scenes to make a big operation like Waterworld tick. Uh, Brian is somewhat of an expert at water parks, having designed several around the world.